Matthew Thomas, this is Super Cool Radio. I got some very special guests with me at this time, and they are a theatrical hard rock band from Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Please welcome Illusions of Grandeur. <laughs> hey, how are you? Pretty good. <laughs> Joining me, we got Maggie the Siren on vocals and CM the bassist. Thank you guys so much for hanging out with me. Absolutely. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks for having us on. And thank you guys so much. You actually, uh, you guys reached out to me. You uh, recently dropped a new single, "The Wolf." I love it. the The music video and the song they just it's it's just awesome. <laughs> thank you. They just just recently released another single called "The Prophet." So the wolf's a little more I don't know mild, and the prophet's more like a kind of old school Metallica. So check check that one out too. I have not yet, but I, that sounds really awesome. Like the old school thrash metal sound. I think you guys have pulled off very well. So I'm definitely, I got to check that out. That is on my weekend to-do list. Got to listen after this. Oh, for sure. I definitely will. I know we got a lot to discuss. Before we get into all the stuff, I have a fun question before we get started. Sure. What music have you been listening to this week? Um, I always listen to Korn. That's a weekly basis thing for me. Uh, in this moment, what else we got? What was that? We might have some random stuff out in there too. Super Tramp. Yeah. Oh yeah. Super Definitely. Tramp. Really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I did. Oh yeah, and man. Then I was trying to think what like I was out to. Where are you running to? Oh, you don't want to know what I run to. My oh playlist my when I run to is embarrassing. It's like Toxic by Britney Spears. Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> Uh, I think I was going like a little bit of old school 90s stuff because I keep seeing like a lot of stuff about Nirvana popping up. Mm -hmm. So I think I was I listened to some Three Days Grace this Oh, week yeah, Three Days Grace. And like original Three Days some Grace. some Chevelle though. and um, some Slipknot. Yeah, definitely Slipknot. So that was kind of on my running uh, my because I run every day. So that was uh, on my, my running playlist. And then uh, some Foo Fighters, you know, just kind of corny. <laughs> That all sounds like some very cool music. Yeah, um, I've actually been listening to this week uh, in this moment as well because I'm seeing them live with uh, Blackville Brides and Raven Black. Oh, nice. nice. So I, I haven't listened to them in a little bit. Um, so I'm definitely I'm getting back into them. I started listening to their uh, newer stuff as well, their new album. Uh, the In Between. The In Between, yeah. yeah. I almost said Mother, but that was the last no, one. Mother's a great yeah. The In Between is an excellent album. It's uh, it's definitely a departure for them. I said Mother as their newest one. I did an interview a couple of weeks ago, and I was like, wait a minute, that's not right. Nope, that's not Everybody, right. Everybody, <laughs> all the albums released during COVID evaporated. They don't exist. Yeah. <laughs> just along with the whole 2020 as well. <laughs> yeah, that's it. You know, anything 2020, you just pay for It's like, nope. Yeah, for sure. Then last year, like end of last year, I lost power, so I had to reset my uh, TV to what year it was. I was like, I don't want to set it to twenty twenty though. I feel like something bad's gonna happen. <laughs> <laughs> it had, it's still working for now. That's great. It's like the Y two K. Back to the Future should have just said, uh, "Don't set it to twenty twenty. Yeah. Bad things happen." <laughs> it's horrible. 
All right, so I was, I'm, I'm chatting with Illusions of Grandeur, and I want to know, so before, before Illusions of Grandeur, let's take it back. How did you guys get started as musicians? Oh, my God. Um, I was four, <laughs> and my dad has always been in a band. So that was like five years ago. So like five years ago. No. <laughs> uh, I used to add to band practice when I was a kid, and I kind of got the bug there. You know, I can remember grabbing the mic a few times and being silly. <laughs> um, but my dad's a guitar player, so music has kind of been my blood. You know, I've actually been on stage since I was about four years old, too, doing talent shows and all kinds of stuff. I think the first thing I ever sang on stage was uh, La Cucaracha. <laughs> Consequently, she still does. <laughs> Give you a little giggle there. Yeah, it's just, it's in my blood, man. So I've been a musician my whole life, pretty much, and in real bands starting, I guess, at 15 but always involved with theater and music in school and musicals and chorus and select chorus and church chorus, you know? So for me, it's kind of been a lifelong journey. Yeah, for me as well. I started playing on acoustic guitar when I was eight. I picked up the bass a little bit later. I started late, eight years old on bass. <laughs> and then, uh, I've just been doing it ever since, you know? I uh, started playing in bands when I was 12 and touring when I was 16. And, and now here I am. <laughs> That's really cool. Like, um, you know, the age range like for musicians always seems to kind of range. Some people said, yeah, I've been doing this. You know, I started really young. Or some people like, well, I didn't start playing guitar until I was like 25. So it really, it's really interesting just like what kind of like whole age range, like when people start becoming a musician. That's why I always kind of ask that question. New guitar player Julian didn't start till later in life. I think oh, really? he was 16 or 17. Oh, wow. See, I didn't know that. And um, he, uh, well, he knew he's been with us over a year. Um, and uh, he, yeah, he started a little bit later in life. But man, let me tell you, what an ear. Great yeah. guitar player. But it was funny because when he told me that, I assumed he'd been playing his whole life. So I, I don't think it really matters when you start. If you have the bug, just do it. That's, I think, the most important thing. Yeah, for sure. Especially if, if you have the passion to at least, at least start learning how to play guitar. I don't think it really matters necessarily too too much on uh, how old you are. I don't know if you're familiar with the actor uh, David Duchovny. He didn't start playing playing guitar until he was like 55. There you go. Yeah, there you go. And I bet he's great at it because he's good at everything. <laughs> <laughs> that's, hey, that's right. I mean, if anyone knows X-Files, which is probably, I don't know, at least some people maybe. But anyway. Californication, man. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I forgot he was in that, uh, but I yeah, have, uh, that's actually, that was really good. Uh, I, I haven't watched in a while, like at least the first five seasons of it, I really enjoyed. I, I have a thing when I used to live in LA, whenever I meet would meet an actor, semi-famous or famous, I always go, oh my God, aren't you that guy from the most obscure movie? Um, like I met Tim Robbins. Uh, and you know, he's famous for Shawshank Redemption and this and that. And so when I met him, I was like, Oh, you're that dude from the Hudsucker Proxy, which is like a very lesser known movie. He kind of looked at me like, Nobody likes that movie. It was funny. So I'd say if I were to meet David Duchovny, I'd go, Oh, you were that guy, you were in that movie playing God. <laughs> and it was an indie film he did. So I don't know that one. Yeah. Uh, That's before um, my time. I do I know all X Files and I know Calvin so <laughs> it's, it's a fun little game I used to play when I used to hang out in West Hollywood. Whenever you meet somebody, come up with the most obscure thing they've ever done. For for Duchovny, I would go with the Harry Houdini movie. Well, yeah, he was only like two scenes of that whole movie. And it was like, I think it released in like 2000 or 2001. It was right after he left X-Files. Oh, that's hilarious. Now, yeah. I would go with that one. Yeah, that, and that's exactly, just say something like where they had one line, you know, where they played like someone behind the counter to McDonald's. 
<laughs> that's good. You know what? If, if I meet some, that's actually really good. Honestly, that is a really good play to make. Yeah, because it, it's normally, it's like people, everyone's going to be, you know, oh, X-Files or, yeah. or whatever. And, you know, bring up something really obscure. Number one, it shows that you're paying attention. Number yeah. two, they'll probably find that intriguing. And that's, you know, like I said, I, my main one, I met Tim Robbins and I brought up the Hudsucker Proxy. And he just got, we ended up in a conversation for like an hour, which was kind of cool. But, you know, I've, I've played that game for years and I think it's hilarious. Plus, you have to have a mind for useless trivia, which I kind of do. I'm going to have to start busting that out now. Useless trivia. Hit the IBDM. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. Getting back on track to illusions of grandeur. So how did the band come together? And I was reading the whole story you guys sent me in the email. How did you develop all that? Because it's very intricate and it's got a great story behind it. Well, how the band came together was Matt and I were playing together in a rock band, um, just touring. And it was a good, good band. But it was like straightforward hard rock. And um, we we kind of got a little tired of just, you know, going on stage, playing the songs. It was almost like doing the wash. Go in, put the songs out there, be done, and leave. And it wasn't really tailored to her voice or my writing style. So we decided to form our own band formed around her vocals and my musical style, um, which I draw on from a lot of things. And then as we were putting that together, we, we met our tour manager and... Um, uh, Chris Garby, Garby as we just call him, and we started to we wanted to develop a storyline, and then Maggie, you can kind of yeah, the storyline I kind of created. Um, I've always been into mythology ever since I was a young teenager. I've always been attracted to the Greek and Norse and Roman mythology and gods and goddesses and stuff. And what I did was I tried to um, take everything and make a double entendre with it and i kind of pulled that from tool from maynard he does that a lot so it's a it's got a really cool storyline behind it but then every song you can listen to on its own and hopefully appreciate just the song on its own you don't have to hear it as the story and then we decided to do it kind of like i always reference star wars sagas because this is something that people just know a saga so most sagas in norse mythology or in general storytelling even shakespeare have three parts yes a first part a middle part and an end part so we're doing this first thing we're doing there's three concept albums um the first one came out in 2019 on pavement entertainment and that was the songs of the siren and that was kind of not kind of it was the hey this is the band this is the story these are the characters right and then at the end of the album it takes you into the crux of the story we're going into hades to rescue persephone to the underworld to the underworld yes and now the album we're getting ready to release coming up this september and october on universal that's the siren and that's um the album that kind of takes you in the middle of the story and uh puts us in the worst position possible so it's songs it's story it's light and dark you know everybody has light and dark within within themselves and you know the story itself is actually in the dark part of the journey where the siren has to fight hades and we're kind of stuck in the underworld right now yeah so stuff is weird like the song crossing over the first one that we released back in december correct october october yeah okay october we released crossing over and that's when we kind of introduce you to being in the underworld. We just crossed the River of Six, and now we're going through the Black Forest. So just like we had, dis- we were just talking about albums in 2020, this album was kind of scheduled to come out in 2020. Right. And because we couldn't tour, we're 
we're a road band and we're used to being in Europe and being on the road and doing what we do. And that kind of all came to a halt. So we spent a lot more time in the studio and we decided to kind of retool the album. Um, and then our two guitar players that were touring with us and working with us, they left, um, actually both due to COVID, they left, they left the band all on good terms. But so we decided to retool the record. And in doing that, we were like, well, we can't just not be on the road and not have a new album. So starting last October, every two months, we've been releasing a single and a video. So in October, we released the first single, Crossing Over, and the video. And then December, we released Down, and then the video, and then The Wolf, and then the video, and now The Prophet and the video, all leading up to the actual album coming out this September and October and us getting back on the road, knock on wood. So it's this is the second album, The Siren, in a three-part series. And the final album, which will be out, we don't know when, probably sometime in 2024, The Siren Rises. So that's kind of the first journey of The Siren and her, her band of merry men. <laughs> I think it's just so cool, just the whole concept and idea behind it and how how well you guys like scheduled it out like you're like this is gonna be the first part this is gonna be the second part and like all the stories you guys have told leading up to where we are now it's very intricate we don't dumb things down for an audience i find it very interesting because there's we have a multiple levels of fans we have casual fans that just really dig like i love that song you know uh silent suicide or i really love through the sticks and they just take it for the rock you know or the metal and they're just that's it and that's totally cool because there, there are bands that i listen to like she listens to tool and it's her experience listening to tool and my experience listening to tool are totally different, different experiences yeah. i just listen to it because i'm like man i love the bass sound i love the drum sound and it's cool she understands the metaphysical the level metaphysical of it, yeah. and the, the math yes uh, and then we have fans that know the characters and they know what each song is about and they know each scene in the song in the story and to the point where we're getting asked questions like almost a like galaxy quest so when you're in this part and on the ship how did that happen it's kind of like wow you really caught all that so it really creates different levels of fans and experiences and we we really play to trying to give people a detailed oriented world to immerse themselves in or just a good song to listen to yeah definitely there's uh as you said there are many aspects that people can pick up on it's kind of cool like you know if you rewatch a movie like oh there's that little detail in there and stuff like that but it's kind of like the same thing obviously just with the music side of it and i think you guys definitely you pay a lot of attention to details just the whole story like it's again it's very well thought out thank you thank you appreciate that so i've been following you guys for a few months i think it was the end of last year i think or beginning of this year when i started actually um following you guys one big thing that i really noticed with illusions of grandeur you guys incorporate a lot of theatrics when yeah. you're on stage how did you develop the theatrics like all the costumes and everything um well i can't stand still on stage <laughs> i <laughs> I'm I'm from a theater background, so uh, I just emote like all the emotions and and try to put on the show as best as I can, like so you can feel the lyrics and you can see them, not just hear them. It's also too for you know it's a show. I don't I don't want you to come and be like oh they're just standing up there in their t-shirts and their jeans and not that there's anything wrong with that, but just because of my background, like I wanted to put on a massive production. We kind of pull from. Kiss and yes. Alice Cooper and, and in this Queen moment. and in this moment and like it's you know you want to go especially nowadays I feel like people work really hard for their money you know and well, if tickets they're gonna, are expensive and if they're gonna you know? if they're gonna put money down and come out for an evening we want to give them we leave it all on the stage yeah. you know we 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 put it all out there uh, we want them to get an experience so again it's 
there's someone that gave you a compliment when we, we we played the hometown arena here in Philadelphia, 2300 Arena, and there were some people there that had never seen it or yes. And a guy walked up. And what did you tell us? Um, there was a guy there, and he said to me, he was like, you know what I really love about your band? He's like, even if I wasn't digging the music, he goes, which I am. <laughs> I could look at your costumes. He's like, and that would keep me into the show. He's like, and then and then not only other costumes, but you have the lights and and the makeup, and he's like, and your theatrics. He's like, so there's like something for everybody so even if i had no interest in the music whatsoever he said i could still really enjoy this show you know and i, I thought that was a huge compliment because you know we really pour everything into this and the and the costumes and everything they've evolved that you know we've oh god oh boy, I, I remember one of our first shows i took like a mermaid prom dress and i say mermaid because <laughs> it's like mermaid style like it's tight at the top and it has a tail thing at the bottom and i like cut it up and did all this crazy stuff to it and i literally couldn't move so uh, we got out of that, and then I started going more like a warrior style, sort of like Avengers, you know, Vikings. Vikings um, you know, so the costumes have kind of evolved with us, and now they're sort of evolving with the story. Um, the siren's getting a little bit darker right now, just because that's where we're at. She's in sort of her dark side. She has to fight and protect herself. So the costumes are sort of evolving a little bit as well right now. Um, so it's it's kind of like life. It's a journey, you and know? it's fun, and it is fun. Like it's like D and D, you know. You and to lose yourself you have to be a bit. kid for a minute yeah. you know so. forget the pressures of the business and all this go on stage and be i mean somebody else <laughs> i don't know i you know i don't know if you're in ever into kiss or not it's kind of the same thing like i'd watch gene simmons and maybe i don't like every kiss album i don't know? but um, <laughs> be careful what you say they might sue you <laughs> uh, but i love watching it the theatrics are amazing and so for me that's what it, what it's about it's it's the theatrics and putting on a show and i still my favorite moment was uh we were in england playing a um festival and we came off stage and it was like a rock festival and there was ska and punk and also we obviously didn't fit in but <laughs> the promoter loved us and we went on and we played you know to, to solid crowd and they love this and we came out and we're just walking along and these little girls oh, and little boys so awesome six seven eight nine ten they all come running over to see the siren and the one boy goes look mommy she looks like a superhero <laughs> It was so cute. And she, so she cute. was surrounded and enveloped by children for about an hour. Um, Signing and, things. And, and the mothers. Pictures away. And yeah. the mothers. And it the was fathers. Cute. And they all wanted autographs. And it was like, wow, that's. That I was like, that's pretty cool. Like, did you ever think in your, you know, I wonder what kind of age range you're reaching. Boy, there, there was a a six-year-old little girl and then there was like a 40-year-old man and they both want <laughs> the signatures yeah. <laughs> it was awesome yeah definitely it's 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 about you know someone getting that superhero experience or their first you know kind of theatrical experience and you know we want to put on a good show that's that's the bottom line yeah for sure it's definitely if you can uh, reach you know a very wide age range people connect with like wanting to be like a superhero looking like as badass as you guys do i think definitely people can can connect with that and like i'm a huge alice cooper fan so like i already like i love theatrics and music and on the stage and all that stuff like that he's my favorite artist so it's always cool like when it's more than just playing music on a stage it's a it's a story it's a show all in one it's fun no, and that's and that's what it's it's for the audience to enjoy and you know what you can go and just enjoy a band jamming too but it's for me i i just i always like the little extra being thrown in i mean i i enjoy both you know just like uh a band showing up playing and a band that incorporates a show i like i enjoy both but i think it's always really cool when you um have a theatrics and a stage presence as well 
Absolutely. Just a side note. So you said the 2300 arena, right? Yeah. Okay. The main reason I know that is because like, I'm a huge wrestling fan. Uh, <laughs> ECW and all. Yes. <laughs> that joint. <laughs> that's the only time that's ever been mentioned in the interview. So I was like, I got to talk about this real quick. Because I was, I was watching uh, Major League Wrestling a couple of days ago, and they were at, taped obviously before COVID, but they were at the 2300. I was like, man, I haven't seen that uh, arena in a long time. Uh, it's a great it's a great venue um we love playing there and the main reason is because it's it's we play a lot of clubs or larger size clubs but you know at the level we're at we're not in a lot of arenas we we get to them um mainly we play festivals so so when we get into like an arena setting it's great because we can set up all the video screens and do all the all the stuff <laughs> a lot of, a lot of space in there definitely it's always cool when you get a full spread of like you have more room to do stuff because like small clubs i mean they're cool and all but like they are limited, obviously, with stage space and capacity and all that stuff. So it's really cool when you get to spread out and actually deliver a full uh, show. Oh, for yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, that's a lot of fun. In April, you guys released a new single and a music video for The Wolf. So how was it writing and recording the track first? Now I'll talk about the music video. Well, you write, he writes most of the music. We were, That was an interesting song because we wrote that last year when we were in the... We wrote that in 2019 when we were in the Ukraine. And we were on the songs of the siren and we needed some extra material because we were we ended up being a headlining act in the ukraine and germany and france and we needed more material is that the one i wrote on the plane you wrote that I on the plane the plane. we rehearsed it at sound checks and then we introduced it and um so it was, that song had an interesting evolution oh yeah um so it was a, really like a hard rock song and whatnot and then uh as we were getting into recording the Siren album, our drummer, Ted, who is just a monster, he's the man, he was listening because we use synth and a lot of background and stuff to make things, give it theatrics in the music even to paint a picture. And he was listening to it and he kind of said, why don't we just bring the keyboards up and turn the guitar down in the verse? And it changed oh, the yes. whole feel of the song. It was crazy. I went, wow. And we would normally not do that because we don't have a keyboard player in the band. So we have to run it on a, a background track. So it was like the first time we ever even attempted to do anything like that. And it really sent us off in a different direction, like not being afraid to take more risks. So the Wolf musically is the most different thing I think we've ever done. Yeah. And then you can speak to lyrically. Well, yeah, the lyrics, I mean, they, they go with with the story um and also it talks about like you know the fight within yourself really you know that really we're, we're all animals <laughs> you know and you just have to choose whether or not you're going to pull out that that fierceness you know which is the wolf or or the bear or whatever you identify with you know and about like having tenacity in yourself and like going after things you know but then we also have the wolf in the forest you know so we're we're that's double entendre yes that's a double entendre where this the wolf is chasing you in the black forest and you know it's going to try to take you down and basically the the siren like riles her men in that like to remember who they are inside and we're taking the wolf down so which we do you can see it in the video <laughs> and my favorite line in that is actually it's very personal because it is maggie it's like we're all animals but i have bigger teeth yeah uh, that's her yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, very few fierce fiercer front women to deal with than her uh when she hits the stage it is an attack um so it's, it's sometimes i see pictures i don't even think it's me yeah it's, <laughs> Oh it's not, it's, I, what I love about it, it's not intentional. It's not arrogance. It's not no. attitude. It is all in service of the show and the music. Yeah. So that's what's really cool. Because you you. a nicer person you couldn't meet, but a fiercer front woman, I, she scares me. 
Yeah, we hear that a lot. Like, I was kind of afraid to call you, but you're so nice. And I was like, no, man, that's a show. That's that's part of the show. It's a stage persona. So when she when she wrote when she sang that lyric, we we're all animals, but I have bigger teeth. That went, yeah. <laughs> so I'm gonna get tattooed on my forehead. It's really cool. You, like you see people on stage, like in that persona, and like then you see them like off the stage, like some like the nicest people I've ever met. It's like not two different people, but it's just a, a different side of them on the stage compared to like at, at the table meeting them. Yes, it's two sides of the same coin. Yep. That's what I always call it. Like arc, whatever you know, however you want to look at it. But that's definitely a persona for the wolf. I really like how the song starts it like it it grabs your attention like when it starts like man i, I was already intrigued like the first like couple seconds of the song nice thank you i like hearing that that's awesome yeah, that was a huge departure for us and again i credit that to ted yeah he really wow. pushing me to like he's like don't be afraid to use a synth like you do that so just use it and and again it's a departure for us because we're more drums and guitar and you know bass and but we we decided to just take a little bit of a risk with it and and you're not the first person to tell us although we appreciate it um that they really like that so it's pushed us to to push a little further out into the edges, push the envelope a little more musically. It's another just element, another layer for you guys to add. And I did notice it's like, this is a little bit different. Cause like I heard, you know, a couple of the uh, singles, you know, as you guys have been releasing them, but I think it's definitely, it's different, but I think it just, it fits. It just fits that whole song very well. It's us. Yeah. Even though it's different to us, we are, we, we might, we, we might send it out a little bit and do something a little different, but we always pull it back in and it's always us. Yeah. It's, it's in the same realm of you guys. And I think that's what just, uh, not surprised, but just, uh, um, it was different, but it's also at the same time, it's like, I know who this is. Obviously I could tell as soon as Maggie, uh, starts, like I can already tell, okay, I know the solutions are grander, but even before that, it's like, all right, it has that similar element and style to it. Awesome. Thank you. I appreciate it. That's a huge compliment to say, like, when you hear me, you know, it's me. That's, that's huge. Man. Thank you. Yeah, you bring a lot of intensity. I love it. I love the intensity you bring uh, with your vocals. And yeah, it's it's really awesome. Thank you. I really appreciate that. Yeah, of course. And uh, so the music video, which I really, I really enjoyed the, the Wolf music video. How was it filming that? Like, where were you guys with that? <laughs> that was the scariest thing I've had to do in my career with this band. What? Uh, what? Wait, what? Oh, okay, I'm curious now. Because we do, I'm a bass player, man. I hold a bass and I perform. So now all of a sudden. He's got to act. We have to act. <laughs> I'm good. With I'm that. like, I'm thinking Kiss at meets the Phantom at the fan. Like they're all horrible actors. I'm like, <laughs> and you know, and, uh, and what's funny is, so we went out to, um, upper Pennsylvania into the woods. Um, we scouted an area that kind of looked, uh, like Norway almost, <laughs> or some, you know, Viking esque Valley. And we found a cabin out there is really nice cabin. Oh wow. Yeah, um, amazing. and we kind of set up shop there for a while and, uh, went out into this into this creek bed that was kind of washed out and um and we filmed it over a couple of days it was brutal um because <laughs> it's the outdoors and you don't ever know what you're going to run into you jumping spiders and all kinds of stuff jumping spiders marshy ground marshy ground <laughs> yeah um so but it it was really it was different and i i direct and edit the videos we had storyboards too we knew what we were doing we yeah didn't go, we didn't go in blind so we yeah we were set for it but it was uh it was definitely a different experience because it's like, you know, our drummer's like, when 
do like I play drums. We're like, nope, nope, no drums. No, no, it's <laughs> you're gonna act. So now, yeah. So the fact that it came out as 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 well as it did, and we weren't afraid to get a little hokey with it or or just a little over the top because we were like, you know what, let's have fun. But uh, I I was really happy with the outcome, and, and it really feels like our our audience was too because it's seeing us again. The song's a different song, and the video's a different video for us. So, uh, And a huge shout-out to our costume miss- mistress, uh, Samantha Wiseman. She made all the costumes. Uh, and then she wow. played the wolf. And then she played the wolf. <laughs> so, uh, Amazing, beautiful bestie. Poor, poor Sam. <laughs> Got to be She's awesome. <laughs> It, it is. It's different. It's not like just. It's not really music. I would say it's more like uh, cinematic, almost for like the music video. It's not just like a band playing music. It's like this is a story, and it's almost like a movie trailer, almost kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that, that was kind of the idea. And that was again. That was actually Garby, our our tour manager and guys worked with us since day one. He was pushing us again. Just you know, it takes people kind of going like, "Well, do you guys always do this? Let's not do any of that." He's like, "What if there was no no, no performance?" Band perform- at all and, and I was like, we uh, you know you got musicians and we're kind of <laughs> like uh then what am i supposed to do and he's like well you're gonna act and it was kind of like oh great our guitar player impressed the heck out of me he did some like really clever like he'd swing the axe and threw it up over his back i was like yeah julian like look at you <laughs> yeah it was uh it was it, it was challenging but fun and um you know it, it was again we pushed the envelope a little bit for ourselves and now um at, we're currently editing the video for the the new single the profit and this is all performance yeah, yeah <laughs> we flipped the script back <laughs> yeah i really like but i also i think the music video like it kind of fits like you guys are pushing the boundaries a little bit with the music for the wolf and like the music video like represents that in a way like because you're not doing like a traditional band playing music kind of performance you're doing like a different style of music video I agree. And that's where the fact that you got that, um, it seems like people are getting that. That's, it's very satisfying. Yeah. That it's is gratifying. Yeah. Cause we weren't sure, you know, we, we knew it could probably go either way. Like people would be like, what is this? Or it'd be like, wow, that was really cool. So we're, we're getting a lot of more. Wow. That's really cool. So I'm, I'm grateful for that. Cause you know, it's kind of music and performing is kind of like wearing your heart on your sleeve. You know, it's, it's out there and you're really hoping that it's accepted, you know, and if it's not, it's going to, your heart's getting crushed. And what's funny is I think know, we got more, or the video we released in December went down which is like a nine minute epic video um and it kind of mixes a little bit of acting and and performance it kind of and we got more crap for that sorry uh more uh, (laughs) stuff that uh people saying you know like wow what what are you doing but you know so it may have softened the ground a little bit for the next video the wolf just to people not not seeing just a regular music video so um but yeah you know what we don't really listen to the critics we listen to ourselves and then um we're grateful to have fans because without yes. them, we wouldn't have anything. So it's really, it's really neat to get positive feedback from the fans. And they're like, man, we loved it. It's like, wow, that's so, you know, we're, we're, we're satisfied with it. But when someone really likes it and they express that, that makes it even, it tastes even sweeter, you know? Yeah, for sure. And just like kind of similar with my stuff, if I put out a video and like, I'm satisfied with it, but then like someone comes up to me, like I, I've had someone recognize me off the street, like, hey, you did that video. I go, yeah, that was me. That's <laughs> You think it might be like three people in the middle of like, you know, Spokane. <laughs> uh, you know what I mean? But it's not, you know, there's people like that actually checking it out. And that's, and that, you know, maybe that's not what you're doing it for. You're doing it just for yourself and for the information. But when someone checks it out and likes it, 
that you know it's it means a lot to you know a radio personality or a podcaster or a musician or someone who's painting you know oh i saw your painting or your, or your photograph and man it touched me in a way that's awesome you know what i mean and so that's again that's really gratifying it's not why you do it but man it's a great benefit from it it's it is a great feeling and i think you guys know it someone just said like just out of the blue too just not like you know was playing where you know just kind of a random occurrence that just it just really makes it makes my day at least oh, yeah. uh, if you guys get the same feeling absolutely because you know what what you love and what you're putting out there is being appreciated you know yeah that's a, that's an awesome thing yeah actually uh, the people are looking at it and uh and uh noticing too i think that's that's always great but definitely yeah, if anyone hasn't checked out the music video for the wolf i'll leave that link in the description definitely check it out it's kind of cool i know we just talked about wrestling for a minute previous in this interview but it's kind of fun i don't know if you're familiar with any kind of the newer wrestling uh storylines and stuff but they like they were kind of doing more cin cinematic matches where like they weren't taking place in like in a arena or with a crowd it was kind of just telling a story it was like a movie almost that's awesome and, and at first people didn't like it i was a fan of it i love it anytime like if, if, if it's a movie if it's a good movie i'll watch it i don't care if it's in the context of a you know of wrestling or anything like that it's just if it's good i'll watch it and now like they do it like every couple of months there's like a new kind of cinematic match and i think it's just i think it's cool it's another layer to a sport that's been around or a performance whatever you want to call it for uh for whatever probably what 100 years now at this point it's oh, yeah. yeah i mean it's you got to push the envelope and it is you know while it is entertainment and whatever it is a sport those guys get hurt oh yeah um and yeah. i age myself now because i used to watch rowdy rowdy rowdy, 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 rowdy. Yes. <laughs> um, one of my favorite wrestlers just the way he was able to talk to oh, yeah. <laughs> and, you know i loved it we're on a saturday mornings watching it and uh that was me man every so saturday <laughs> it, you know it those guys get in shape and they do their thing and uh that's a very difficult it's almost as under not i'll say underappreciated from my eyes is hockey you know, like hockey is football and basketball and, and everything combined. Like these guys are moving a million miles an hour the entire, you know, game. Uh, it's the same thing with, with wrestling. They don't realize those those jumps and those spins and all that stuff. It takes a lot of athletic ability. So much respect to them. Oh, yeah. I have a lot of respect for pro wrestling. Actually, earlier this year, I did a spot with a pro wrestler. Uh, I did an interview with a local pro wrestler. And um, at, at the end of the interview, he was supposed to throw me off stage. I'm 6'1", like 220. I didn't jump. I didn't do anything. He literally just threw me. <laughs> yeah, they, they learn how to they learn how to leverage your weight against you. And that's it's a big part of actual like Greek Roman re Greco yeah. wrestling. Greco record, really. Yeah. Use the uh, opponent's weight, so it's it's some, again it's a sport. Some Andre know. the Giant stuff right there. <laughs> you can throw a guy that's six one two twenty. No peanut. Peanut. You want a peanut? peanut. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got a lot of respect for them, but it's also kind of just that tie-in where, like, at first that uh, people didn't like that kind of cinematic kind of style where it wasn't as much wrestling. It's kind of similar with like with you guys, but. I think people come around to it after a while. Like it's again, it's more like entertainment. Like it's not exactly what you expect, but it's still entertaining. Right. Yeah, and I'll tell you what's I'll tell you a funny thus is we started in 2015 and we started touring right away. And in America, they didn't get us right oh, away. That's and it's sure. not for anything, but that's people okay. were kind of like, "What, what are you doing? doing?" Yeah. We went to Europe, and we were like, "Well, we're gonna go. We're gonna go to Europe. And we're gonna be playing a lot of empty halls, and it's gonna be a tough haul." From night one, we played the sold out houses. They just got us. 
and embraced us. It was crazy. Like, and it just, you know, and now America's kind of catching on to us a little bit too, but um, it really was like, and we're going back. We're knock on wood. We have the whole tour book for 2022 now, but it was really interesting. The acceptance we got over there right away because they like their theatrical metal. They like their Epica. They like their Nightwish. Um, Nightwish. And they, and we went over and it was kind of like, we fall right into that vein, even though musically we don't, right. um, but theatrically we do. And we ended up, people just came to check us out to see what we were about and it was great and uh so now we're, we're we're doing an american tour starting in september um and it's looking like it's going to be really successful there's already a lot of you know pre-sales and stuff so we're hoping to get that same acceptance here but uh yeah it's 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 hard you never know what people are going to accept and not accept yeah it definitely is but it's kind of i'm not completely surprised that you guys that europe grabbed on you guys first because i don't know if you still know the story of like alice cooper he, you know, he started doing like the theatrics and stuff in the u.s and, and people kind of stood around and went what are you doing so they went to england and they were huge in england the early 70s before america and it's kind of weird it just again you know obviously different country than the u.s they have they have different likes and stuff like that and they always seem to grab on more first to the uh, theatrical side of music yeah and it's it's always been even it, it god for years and years and years that's what jimmy hendrix left america went to england to make it and it's also even it's funny because i've been seeing a lot of different stuff about nirvana this past week uh and they went to england to to you know before they really they did some american tours the small ones but they went to england and that's when they got famous you know and so it's it's really interesting to see how like trends catch on from there and then loop back um, and it was totally, I'll tell you, not on purpose. We had an opportunity, a tour promoter from our previous band said, like what you're doing now, come on over. And we really did like prep ourselves for, Hey, we're going to be playing for two people in the dog, you know, and a bartender. And it wasn't. And we were so shocked, grateful, and just rode the wave of it. Ukraine and, blew me away the most. Yeah, and then we went to the Ukraine. And they were I singing mean, lyrics back to us. They can't speak our language, but they know the lyrics to the music. Yeah, and that, that was, blows that blows me away. That was an odd tour because there's not a lot of American bands that go to the Ukraine or the Russia. Um, and we did. We just went. Let's go. We got all through the tour, and, and you know, part of this is there's only so many years that you're blessed to be able to be on this earth and and play music it's a short career really so when you get an opportunity to go and see you know a, some place that is as historic as the ukraine like kiev kiev the home of the kgb <laughs> i just want to think that in i was standing right where the kgb was formed it was so cool and then again packed houses and then people singing back oh, yeah, to that. us they had us in Similia, uh, a mm -hmm. small town. They had us plant a tree outside of their courthouse or their like the town square. Their town square, right outside of their, at their town hall. And they send us pictures of the illusions of grandeur tree every year yeah, as cool. it grows um, in this town. So hopefully, this in 2022, we'll be returning there. Yep. Um, but it, yeah, it, let me tell you, when when you're blessed enough to have the opportunity to do do things that nobody else will ever get to do or see man you take him and it's a wild ride we were cruising down the side of a highway and we stopped for gas and we all got out of the, the, the bus and we were walking around and i was talking to our driver tom which that really wasn't his name we just named him that um <laughs> and it there was like there was like a block of like marble down in this field and i said what's that he goes oh um that's where adolf hitler gave a speech in 1942 
he stood right there and gave a speech to this town telling them, don't worry, you're going to be okay. I was like, I'm sorry, what? And we walked down and he's like, right here, this was the spot that Adolf Hitler set up the thing and gave a speech to this town. I was like, it's like standing in history. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was crazy. Uh, and that's and that's the thing is, I mean, you you realize the the history of Europe and especially in these Slavic countries, it, it's it's so cool. And we're and now that and the, the tour promoters have asked us to come back, so we can't wait to get back there. Yeah, that's really awesome. I, I saw your post about the uh, the tree. I think it was a few either last week or a few days ago or whatever. Um, but yeah, that, that's really cool that like you there's a tree, the illusions of grandeur tree, and like they they give you updates on it and stuff. I think that that is really cool. It was a big story. I'm a local. <laughs> yeah, they're really good people. He's <laughs> the guy that sends me the pictures. He's like, and I will send you another next year. I'm like, sounds good. <laughs> yeah, it's like, you know, it was a, it was a big deal to them. And, yeah. And we were, again, we were really blown away. They, they, we played this town. They set up a stage in their central park. And uh, literally, we played to the entire town. And they were singing back. That's where the woman handed you her baby. Yeah, I had a lady hand me her baby on stage. I was like, oh, my goodness. I uh I don't even know what to do. I like kind of I didn't physically take him, take him. But I just kind of like hugged didn't and know quick what to let do. go because yeah, security was freaking out. Yeah, it I'm was... like oh, I don't want to take a baby. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's one of those things. Uh, but we we can't wait to get back there. It's it's just it's an awesome experience. Yeah, definitely. And uh, just the history, like the stuff you don't really like hear about too much if you're, you know, here stateside about stuff in Europe. Uh, that's just always cool, too, because there's, there's a lot of history that uh, I don't think we necessarily talk about over here in the U.S., but definitely like stuff as, as you were describing. I didn't know about that. I watch a series on YouTube. It's all from the History Channel, but it's really interesting. I can't think of the name of it right now. It escapes me, but it does. It opens up with the history we've been taught is wrong. Um, it's not correct. And the more and more you, we travel around the planet and the more, I guess, worldly we become, dare I say that, like not to try and sound like highfalutin or anything, but the more people we meet and the more history we learn of every country in Paris and in Germany and all these different areas where we visit and learn their local history, it really is an eye-opener of, you know, how did we never hear about this? How do we not know about that? You know, and it's and it's really cool. Again, it's it's a blessing, uh, and I'm honored just to have. You know, we're just so happy to be able to play music, be able to play music and make albums, let alone tour, let alone meet all these people and uh, and be able to do this. So we have a lot of respect for it um, and admiration. And again, we we will stay after a gig, sometimes up to three hours, signing autographs oh, yeah. um, because those people came out, and we we're literally no one but they like us and they want to meet us. So we'll stay and we'll talk to every single one of them. If they, if they wait and they want to talk to us, we will be there and talk to them. And we do that at every show. It's just really cool how um, music, you know, like people are able to connect through music that they don't even speak like the same language or even much of English. And like, they're able to sing the lyrics back to you and like know the music and all that stuff. It's just so cool how music is able to connect people together. Yeah. It bridges the gap. It really is the ties that bond. Yeah, for sure. And definitely. So, uh, so live shows are starting to come back slowly, but starting to get into uh, coming back. Uh, so what can people expect from Illusions of Grandeur live show if they have not seen you guys before? <laughs> um, <laughs> lots of lights, lots of uh, theatrics. Um, our show is nonstop. Uh, so once we light the flame and you hear the intro, it, we never stop. We go, 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 go. Um, every song interconnects to the next song or through a theatrical part where something's acted out. 
And so even from the smaller clubs where we can only bring part of the show in to the larger arenas, then we bring out the full blown thing. But if someone comes to see us, you know, they're going to get an hour, hour and a half of straightforward rock, metal and theatrics. Yeah, definitely. I, I have not seen you guys live, uh, but I really want to because of just like just the whole the story, the theatrics and uh, just everything you guys do. So I'm definitely hopefully when your live shows uh, return more consistently. I definitely want to see you guys live. Yeah, we'll be we'll be uh, we're down in the south and out to Oklahoma, like a swing September through November. And then we take a break. And then I don't know what early 2022 brings. Um, so we may be heading out towards the West Coast in january february and march and then we head to europe for probably most of the summer so but we'll be making our way around things are opening up a lot more and i and we're really grateful more people are hearing about us and and we just signed with the new management company and we just signed with universal music so things we hope in the next year or two we're going to take off it, it's a long arduous journey yes the overnight success takes about 10 years yes <laughs> That's very true. That's what someone told me when I started this is uh, it's going to take 10 years, but then people will know who you are. And I go, yeah, you're, you're going to be right. <laughs> no, it's true. It, takes, it takes a while. You have to be consistent and you have to just keep forward no matter what anybody tells you, you know, just roll that stuff off your back and keep, keep dredging, man. Cause that's seriously, those of us that stay consistent are those of us who survive. It just, it, mm -hmm. it just is, man. You have to, you just have to keep going. Yes, for sure. And definitely, like, even when life throws you a curveball at 2020, you guys, you know, obviously you couldn't tour, but you were making music videos and uh, releasing music. And, like, you just have to we overcome diversity with stuff like that. For a theatrical band, we don't, we didn't do a lot of video. So we kind of learned a new thing and, um, and we love it. We actually, we're, we have a little setup here in Lancaster on our farm where we have our recording studio and we have our rehearsal. And we took one of the outbuildings and we built a green room, a green screen room, so we can film and be in a, immersed in a different world. Um, and got all the editing software and did all and learned how to do it. Um, well, Chris learned how to do it. I learned how to do it. He's, <laughs> he's the man. It, now we're like, we love it. So now we're thinking every song is going to have a video. Um, it'll probably drive us into an early grave, but it'll be worth <laughs> it. You can all the movies together and make one big, or all the videos that is together and make like one big movie. You could watch it and it would be like progressive and you understand the flow of the story sort of. I would really like, that'd be cool. Cause like, you know, everything's all interconnected and everything. So just like having the music videos, just tell the story. I would, I would watch that movie. Yeah. Well, Thank stay, you. stay right tuned. Maybe yeah. in 2022, the, the siren, the movie. <laughs> well, I would, hey, I would be in for that. It's cool, especially with like you know your recent music videos for this uh, for the last couple singles. It's kind of cool, just like just the different elements as we as we talked about, like with playing or performing or a combination. It still tells the the story of the song. Oh yeah, it's crazy. And then I get to come up with crazy ideas. Like in Down, we painted Maggie head to toe oh black. Gosh. You know, yeah. and it's it was. I mean, it was theatrical, and I was like, wow, that's going to look really great on camera. And then there was like a little bit of like, <laughs> hey, guess what? We're going to paint your head to toe black. <laughs> oh, man. I, I had black paint coming out of my pores for like three or four weeks. It was like I'm not even kidding you. And then, <laughs> two, and then two girls that like as well, we painted them red, head to toe red. So it's, you know, if you haven't seen Down, go watch Down. It's interesting. <laughs> It definitely is, especially like if that was me. If I was in a music video, all right, we're gonna paint you, uh, your whole body. I'm like, oh, uh, okay. <laughs> Initially, 
was I wanted almost to be like oil dripping off her, but we changed it a little bit because that was a little messy. <laughs> yeah, and it was cold too, so it was. It like, was freezing. My feet were so cold. Oh my goodness. Yeah, we were out in the field. <laughs> that just sounds like an awful time. Wall painted up and it's cold. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. So cold. The girls it were was, troopers, man. It was, yeah, yeah, it was so cold. It was crazy. But worth it. It's all worth it for art. Yeah, anyway, sure. Oh, the video turned out really cool. So yeah. yeah, totally. It's a moment in time captured on film. And if anyone cares, I'll leave a link to that in the description of this podcast as well. Oh, thank you. Yeah, of course. That's why there's descriptions to leave links. At least yeah. that's what I think. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Like when I do my super shows, like it's just like ten different links. Like I almost ran out of room because it only gives me a certain amount of characters. So I was like, hold on, I gotta fit this link and this link. So if they give me five thousand characters, I will use them all. <laughs> Not a character shall be left behind. That's right. Thank you guys so much for hanging out with me here on Super Cool Radio. Thank you guys so much for reaching out. I really enjoyed chatting with you guys about, you know, obviously Illusions of Grandeur. We talked about wrestling. We talked about a lot of different stuff in this podcast. I loved it. How are we gonna close out? the rest of this year and into the following year, 2022? Um, well, right now we're finishing the album, The Siren. We've been blessed enough to start to work with a producer named David Ivory, um, who's worked with Hailstorm and a lot of acts. And uh, he's come in kind of on the tail end and he's working with Maggie and that's- Yeah, he's, he's really pulled my soprano out. So, um, <laughs> so we're finishing the album now, we're tweaking it uh, and we'll have a release date um, we were thinking September, but it was probably more like October. Um, and uh, our first actual like American radio single, Demons, um, will debut sometime in September or October on on FM radio in Canada and America and, and on Sirius XM. And uh, so that's kind of what's coming up next. So it's going to be a, a little bit of a break for us as we release this video for The Profit, which is coming up in July. And then um, September, we hit the road. Right? In September, we hit the road. We start in Roanoke, Virginia, or yes, Vesterburg, Virginia, on September 4th. And it's like we're being shot out of a cannon for a couple months, which is what we love. You know, get on the bus and go, go, go. That all sounds really awesome. Definitely check out Stream Support. Give a like to Illusions of Ranger. Check out The Wolf. Check out uh, The Provid. Check out all the great music videos as well. And uh, I'll leave some links in the description for all that stuff as well. But definitely check them out. And I really look forward to uh, when you guys drop a new album in the fall. Perfect. Thanks so much. And we'll be back in contact. Oh, of course. You guys are welcome anytime. Thank oh, and, so and just much. if you want to connect with us in any way, shape, oh, or form, go to www.iogmusic.com iogmusic.com all the roads lead to there our twitter our facebooks our Instagram. spotify's our instagrams all of it are in www.iogmusic.com and i will leave that link in the description as well so definitely check out the description we got i'll have some great links for everything illusions of grandeur in there as well cool man thank you so thank much. you so much for having us this was great of course and for maggie and cm of illusions of grandeur i am matthew thomas your host of super cool radio thank you for listening